of America, Washington, D.C., signing on. Welcome to Sons of Liberty, the live podcast of Radio Contra, and we are live here in the virtual Green Dragon Tavern. It's been a couple of weeks since we have been on the air. I was out in Wyoming. We're going to be breaking down some of the things, a little bit of an AAR from being out there, and I am really glad that all of you are going to be with us this evening. Uh, but first, before we jump into anything, uh, I have some uh, very, very sad news that I have a duty to share with the larger audience out there. Um, and it's it's never a good time to uh, break down any kind of news like this. It's never a good time. Uh, to talk about it, but I know that a lot of the listeners to this podcast, um, a, a large number of you out there have trained with me. Those of you who haven't, uh, at least have read a lot of the stories and, um, you know, just the, the shenanigans that have went on, uh, around the guerrilla camp in North Carolina, a lot of, uh, good stories, a lot of fun stories around the campfire and a lot of good times have been shared by a lot of folks. Um, <clears throat> but in, and, uh, this is, this is an extremely difficult, uh, thing for me to talk about. So, uh, thank you for just bearing with me. But, um, while I was out in Wyoming and this wasn't unexpected, wasn't unexpected, uh, but it, it didn't make it any easier. Um, unfortunately my dad has passed on. Uh, the man that, you know, a lot of y'all knew as the barbecue man, uh, who is a master, master of, uh, Eastern Carolina barbecue, uh, as, as a lot of y'all who came to class, especially, uh, from that, that very first open enrollment class, uh, that I did going forward up until about a year ago, a little over a year ago, he began to fall, uh, ill. Um, you know, y'all, y'all were able to, uh, enjoy the, the hobby of his that I think brought him more enjoyment than anything else. And, um, 
<clears throat> you know, I tell you something. He um, he taught me a lot. Um, it was <laughs> it it was an, an it was an experience like none other, and um, you know, it's it's tough. But um, anyway, giving a send up to him tonight uh, for all of you out there. Hope that you do too. And, uh, you know, even if you didn't get the experience of knowing him, um, you, you have felt his presence because he had such a huge impact on me and, uh, always giving me words of encouragement, always being there and, uh, always, always so very, very proud of all of the things that, uh, we, we together, this community has been able to achieve. And, um, you know, again, it, it wasn't unexpected. Okay. It wasn't unexpected. And I have talked about this, uh, a little bit, some of what's been going on, on the podcast, uh, intermittently over the past year, it has been an extremely hard road and, uh, it is extremely difficult to watch a, a family member who is so incredibly strong, uh, somebody I've looked up to my entire life just kind of, you know, fall apart at the seams right there at the end. But, you know, uh, he's at peace now, and um, that's what matters. And, you know, here, here's the thing. I was out in Wyoming, and uh, it was, again, it wasn't unexpected. He, he, he had his first stroke one month to the day after taking the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Okay. Now me personally, I'm sure whoever out there is going to listen to this and, you know, want to censor us on YouTube or whatever, who cares, man? I don't, personally, I don't care. Um, I, I never cared, but I really don't care now because the truth needs to be said. Um, we begged him not to take it, but when you come up in that generation where, you know, the TV tells you everything, the TV, the TV, this TV, that, um, you know, he, he did it. And, uh, one month to the day he had his first stroke. And at first we thought, you know, Hey, he's going to pull through and things are going to be all right. Cause he got, he got better there for a little while, but then it was, uh, it was a slow downhill slide. And I'm going to tell you something. Um, if he literally wasn't the toughest human being on earth, uh, because he, he literally is. I mean, I, I, I've never met anybody, uh, like that, but, um, I got a lot of stories about things he did over the years that should have killed him, uh, but didn't for whatever reason. Oh, and of all the things that that probably would have killed him, like chemicals and crazy stuff that he was exposed to, and just uh, you know, just wild times. But th this this was the one thing. This was the one thing that was going to get him, and it took that long. Uh, it took that. It took just over a year. Um, it man, it was. Uh, I tell you what, it takes a lot out of you. It really does. If you know. We're all going to experience it at some point. Hopefully, hopefully we do. And, and I say that because children are meant to surpass their parents. 
Um, and, and, and that's why I say it that way. And, and hopefully we, we outlive our parents and, and it is extremely difficult thing, but, um, you know, it is what it is. It, it, what we have to live up to them. And that's something through all this that, that I've realized. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to real quick, I, I know I'm going, going a little bit long. I've been talking about this for, for damn near seven minutes now. Um, and I didn't even know I, I drank one glass of liquor, just, just kind of getting ready for this so that I could get it out. Um, you know, some of you who have, who have followed me, uh, and, and seen like recent things that I've, I've put up, you know, that, uh, last week I did an interview with the, the legendary John B. Wells. And John B. Wells, I got Mechmedic in the house, and, and he can attest to this because he was there. Uh, John B. Wells, who was the uh, Saturday night host of Coast to Coast AM, was easily the highest rated host on Coast to Coast AM since the late, great Art Bell. And he contacted me out of the blue. The day my dad died, he contacted me out of the blue and asked if I wanted to be on his show. And it was a short fuse, short notice kind of deal. And Megmatic was sitting across the table from me. And uh, Tango One Papa was there too. This was out in Wyoming. And, and we were just kind of sitting around. And uh, we, were, we were sipping some Paps Blue Ribbon. And I'm checking my email because I was uh, it, while Mech was out there teaching, he was teaching his medical course. I went out there to lock down for three days so that I could get a mountain of work done, headway done on this book that I'm working on. And, and I'm proud to say that I did. Um, I, I've got a, about half of the content written, the pictures in there. And, you know, I, I got about half of the way to go. I should be done projected i should be done in august and i i am so excited to get this kicked out and i know that there's a lot of you out there who are really excited for it if you think you're excited for it now you ain't seen nothing yet everybody that i've shown this the content of this book to is like jumping leaps and bounds like you you have got to get this out as fast as possible but anyway i'm checking my emails right so getting to the story i'm checking my emails and i had this email from caravan to midnight and I, like, this has got to be fake. This has got to be fake. And um, read into it. No, it's not. And, uh, like, man, this is this is crazy. And can, can you be on tomorrow night? Oh, yeah. Uh, you don't turn down John B. Wells. You don't turn down that. And I'm thinking all these thoughts in my head, like, man, am, am I up to do this? I don't even know if I'm up to teaching this class out here. Like, I'm 50-50, I'm man. The, the people for the class are starting to show up, and I can't let them down. I can't tell them I'm not up to – I can't I, – I wrestling with so much self-doubt, and I, I, I can't be out here, but yet I am. And I have a voice in the back of my head that's telling me, you need to be here. This is, this is where you need to be right now. And this is what you need to do. This is what you're called on to do. And let me tell you something. So I instantly pull up Rumble and I pull up John B. Wells' latest stuff. And he does a, um, a podcast series. It's kind of a pre-show to Caravan to Midnight called Daily Dose of Common Sense or Daily Dose of Straight Talk. That's what it's called. And um, 
So I was listening to it, and it was the Father's Day episode that he did. Let me tell you something. If you don't believe in coincidences in the world, and if you don't believe that our loved ones who've passed on are doing things in our lives right now, let me tell you what, let me tell you. He was talking. He opened with a monologue about Father's Day, and he said that he lost his dad on Father's Day 21 years ago. Same day. Same day. I'm telling you, there's no, I don't believe in coincidences. Um, believe in a lot of stuff. I don't believe in coincidences. And um, i tell you what, and, and you know, I, I was so nervous getting on a, a national radio show that was being broadcast live. I've never done anything like that before, you know, and everybody around me. So what are you talking about? You got a podcast that you do and you, you know, and you're getting and uh tango one Papa told, he literally told me before I took off, I was just like, man, you know, I don't know. And he goes, he goes, you have a podcast where you just talk about anything, everything. And you knock that out of the park. Why are you, why are you doubting yourself now? And he was right, you know, but still, but still, and so get on there. We're talking about all the things. And of course, I've, I've got that up. It's up on AmericanPartisan.org. It's up on Brushbeater also. Um, so you you can certainly listen to that interview. There was a uh, very lovely conservative politician that was on before me uh, who I think I got a lot out of. I, I listened to her and, and she was on for uh, an hour, uh, the hour prior to me. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to tell you, uh, there are things that work. There are things that work in the world. There are things that work in the spiritual world, the world in which we live and the spirit world beyond the one that the Lord controls and never, ever doubt that. Never, ever doubt that. And, uh, so I, I, I had to share that. I really had to, I, I, I needed to get that off my chest. I needed to, share all of this with the larger audience because i'll tell you what um you know when i did when i did that first interview with mike adams i don't think my dad had ever been more proud of anything i mean and i've done a lot of stuff i mean a lot of stuff that you can hang your hat on from you know things but i don't think that my dad had ever been more proud of that he's oh that guy he's he's kind of famous yeah oh and he He's going to talk. You're going to be on with him. He's kind of famous. You know, I mean, he's just he's just that old timer, you know, and and just that that's just like, oh, he, he's he been on TV. He's famous, you know, and and um, all of a sudden, you know, and, and, and he was never more proud of that. And then the day that he passes on a coincidence like that, being on with somebody even bigger, um, I, I just but it's an honor. And to all of you who have uh, who have who've been here for this journey, all the people who got the wonderful opportunity uh, to meet my father, uh, thank you. And uh, anyway, the last thing I'll say about that is he never got very upset or let things bother him for too long. And uh, he always was one to certainly raise a glass uh, to everyone else. So, uh, gentlemen. Thank you, and uh, let's get on with the show.
Brother Dodge, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Just keep just keep in mind that he's in a better place, and I guarantee he has a new barbecue recipe by now. Oh, he's got that heaven barbecue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, you know. He's, I mean, from he's what I remember of him when I met when I when I met him, yeah, it, haven't met a more squared away country boy. So, oh yeah, yeah. good dude. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, man, definitely, definitely. Uh, so, but but. On a stronger note, on a stronger note, uh, how are things on your end? Oh, we're good. Everything's going along. Kids, kids are well. Family, whole family's well. So, can't. Well, I think my adult children are both uh, have some type of sinus thing going on that's going around now. So, but other than that, I mean, everything's good. I mean, just continuing to keep track of stuff that's going on and watching all this stuff in the last week and a half on Trump's legacy coming out of the Supreme court. So actually oh, getting yeah, some, uh, some, some positive, yeah, some positive feedback for a change. That guy I work with today said, yeah, that's some, that's uh we haven't had anything from them in a, in a bit. I said, tell me when you remember something out of the Supreme court in the last 30 years that was positive like this past week and he couldn't do it. I'll tell you what, yeah. Clarence Thomas, <laughs> Clarence yeah. Thomas, Samuel Alito, you yeah. know, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, i tell you what, one of the biggest compliments I've heard from a, a mutual acquaintance of ours, and he said, uh, he asked me, he said, uh, when I told him about the, uh, that they're kicking back the mag ban, assault rifle ban, and, and the carry ban uh, to the <clears throat> to the lower court, and making them follow the rules as far as constitutionality. He asked me if, uh, he said, was, uh, was that, um, the opinion, uh, the written opinion of Thomas. And I said, and then we were talking about the New York ban. I said, yeah, him and Alito. And he said, I tell you what, he said that Thomas is an awesome man. And he said, you don't hear anything out of him. He said he just does yep. his job. He said, but man, he is let loose in the last week and a half. And like I said, you 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 know the guy I'm talking about. And for him to make yep. that kind of a compliment about Clarence Thomas, that's a big deal. Right, right. I mean, he he's certainly a uh, very embittered, um, not Thomas, but but the gentleman in, in question is very much an embittered. Uh, kind of a black pill there. It, it's everything top to bottom is a rigged game um, kind of guy. And, and for him to make a statement, you know, in, in favor of someone um, in, in the halls of governmental power, that is quite a, that is quite a, a, a thing. Um, so uh, we, we're going to be talking a lot more about that though, because um, I have a, I have a theory that I want to get off my chest about why we have not seen yet the summer of love 2.0. And, um, I've, I've got a theory on it that I think all of you might, might be interested in. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, let's uh, get on with the introductions. Madman actual been a minute, brother. How you been? 
it's been a couple minutes. <clears throat> Sorry to hear about your old man. Ah, thanks. Thanks, brother. man. I'll be praying for you. Thank you. Um. Yeah, I've been busy. It's been a busy couple weeks. I was just telling Johnny I got a new Green Dragon class in the works. I've pretty much been dedicating like every yes. extra second that I have. Good on that. Good. So submission planning. If anybody's interested, shameless plug, real quick. <laughs> Estvuda. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah. Did some long range shooting not too long ago. Did pretty well. Nice. Fuck yeah. With a cheap ass <laughs> rifle, it was perfect. With a cheap ass <laughs> rifle. Savage Axis 308 with a hundred dollar scope. Ring and steel Dude. at what six thirty or something like that. Correct. There you go. It's not bad. There you go. I was. Can there. you do better? Yeah. But can but but is that bad? Hell no. That's awesome. That's yeah, buddy. Awesome. The savage. I don't want to get on that topic. I, I can <laughs> I can I can speak extremely highly of Savage all night. Uh, literally all night they they as you know like back in the day and, and i know uh, jc's gonna remember this but but back in the day um savage was the cheap rifle like that was the the cheap walmart brand weapon of its day like they built cheap hunting rifles they built cheap shotguns and you know, and, and uh, they had the the uh, Ted Williams line, J.C. Higgins line, right? But right. the 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 cost effective uh, nature of their design also allows for a very impressive degree of accuracy coming out of it. The way that that the barrel um, uses a a locking collar to go into the action. And wow, um, yeah, yeah, it, it's Savage, such a great rifle, man. So the Axis is a good rifle. Um, if, if you, I'm gonna tell you something like that's a good jumping off point. If you want to keep with the Axis, uh, or the, the Savage action, get a 110 FCP and you will be blown away. Um, seriously, I might do that. I told Johnny I was going to get a Remington 700, so I didn't. I wasn't like the redheaded stepchild anymore. <laughs> but you know, man, I don't know. So, I don't know who's making Remington now. Like, I don't know who's making the 700 currently. Well, so I got a family member that's got one that probably wow. wouldn't mind getting rid of it, and it's an old, older Remington 700. So, oh, okay, all right, there you go, man. As long as it, as long as it's the 700 that was made in New York, um, you're good to go. That, that's you're, you're not going to own a finer rifle. Uh, I have to check for the cost. Yeah, it, it, and it'll have it stamped on the barrel. It'll say Ilion, New York. Um, if it's not one of the New York models, if it's one of the Alabama ones, uh, you might you might want to sidestep it. Um, that's the there's a lot of reasons. ones, right? Yeah, th those when they got bought well, out. Yeah, they when they when Remington opened up their factory in Alabama, they went to uh, all the Six Sigma management and you know everything CNC machine, and 
the guns aren't the same, man. They're not the same. They don't. They, I agree. Dude, the ones that were made in New York, that was where the original Remington 700 came from. And every one of those gunsmiths that were working in there, those machinists were fitting every piece together. And you you had an incredible rifle. You had a, a your, your rat grade Remington 700 was an incredible rifle. It is my favorite weapon of all time. Always will be. I own two of them. Um, and I might possibly own a third one here before long, but because a, a good friend of mine is trying to get rid of one. But um, anyway, it's a he and he's a gunsmith. It's a a uh, blue printed twenty uh, four inch Sendero uh, seven hundred that that he's done literally everything with. He used to teach uh, F class shooters with it, and um, he's a very very well accomplished trigger puller in his own right. Uh, but anyway, um, you you won't own a, a nicer rifle than one of the, the Remington 700s that came out of New York. And there's a lot of them floating around out there. Chances are, if it's if it goes back before, I want to say 2015, if it goes back before that, it, it's probably a New York gun. Um, and and those, those were the absolute best. The recommended upgrades to it, um, obviously 20 MOA scope base, Definitely get yourself a solid set of rings. Um, I recommend Badger Ordnance, but you know it, it, there's a lot of good ones. Warren is a really good one as well. Uh, but don't scrimp on the rings. You can actually get a lower cost optic, but if you get a better mount for it, if you get if you spend the money on a good mount, but you have a lower end optic, you're gonna have you, you're not giving up much. You, you're gonna have you're going to have a good weapon system. Uh, and then finally, uh, for stock, if you have to upgrade the stock, I recommend um, strongly, strongly, strongly recommend getting a uh, Bell & Carlson M40 Metalist. I really like those. Uh, I know there's others on the market. You know, I, I get it. Uh, McMillan, but McMillan's really expensive for what you're getting, I think because you're paying for a lot of name bell and carlson is every bit as rigid and they to me the bell and carlson feels a little bit lighter i don't know maybe it's just me but it 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 just feels the forearms a little bit better um then uh pacific tool engage for a uh, accuracy international detachable bottom metal and once you've done that you know hey that that's um you know, you, you, you've got one hell of a rifle at that point. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll probably wind up picking one up. Cause I think my family members, now that I'm remembering, I'm, that might be a two, two, three, which Ooh. is cool. Ooh. And I remember shooting groundhogs with it from really far away, but I was fairly young. I can't remember, but I need a three Oh eight. Three Oh eight. I need the 308. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, man. Going down the list, Magmetic. What's up, brother? What's good, guys? Not much. Not much. I heard you'd got into the seamstress business. 
<laughs> what yes. A rumor. Yes. I uh, picked hot. up a set of uh, 100% cotton, summer weight, woodland, God's plaid BDUs, and I am Ooh. in process of performing the raid mod. There you go. Putting them shoulder like, patches up there. As we sit right now, as we talk, I am putting on, I just finished the 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 pockets themselves and now i'm putting the flaps on nice nice yeah you you had sent me pictures of it dude it's looking good good. you're gonna need that that woodland chest rig to go with it yes i do need a uh ak chest rig so i happen uh... to know a guy really (laughs) that's in the chest rig business that's wild I happen Get to know a dude. Get out of here. I, I, you know what? I might be able to talk him into making you one. Ooh. I might be able to. I'd be able to do. This. Speaking of AKs, speaking of AKs, <laughs> I uh, I talked PSA, Palmetto State Armory, into uh, configuring an AK. Oh. Oh yeah. And, uh, yep. Can't can't get my hands on a jackal yet. But I, I am. I talked them into configuring an AK for me. I think y'all are going to be. Um, it should be here soon, uh, like like next week, soon. Um, and I'm going to be taking it to the range. I'll do barrel break in, play around with it. And if you are in the carbine course in uh, Teleco Plains over at Bob Griswold's place, I've got coming up just a couple weeks from now. You will get some trigger time with it. You will get some trigger time with it. So it is an AK that is tuned to uh, be suppressed. Um, and uh, I am I'm really, really excited. I'm calling it the modern day Kyber Pass gun. Uh, oh, so yes. when you see it, oh, and you're, you're going to get some. You're going to get some trigger time with it. Uh, when you see it, you'll know exactly why I'm calling it that. And uh, it's I, I'm grinning from ear to ear right now. I am really, really excited. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be good stuff. <laughs> that is, that is, is it exciting. A, is, it cause, is it because of a hand-woven sling made of alpaca? <sighs> Dude, I would not turn down a hand-woven <laughs> sling yeah, made out really. of alpaca. With some, uh, some bling put into the stock? Dude, yeah. put Just some sequins on that thing. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd fuck with that. I would. I'd overthrow I some very specific counties in North Carolina with that. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I disavow. <laughs> disavow. <laughs> I, would, uh, I would totally hop up on the back of an Arabian horse and... and... <sighs> Ride that sucker up through the cush, man. We'll start calling uh, you Lawrence or Larry for short. <laughs> oh man, Lawrence of Carolina. Uh, uh, Lawrence Larry, of Carolina. No. Lawrence, Larry, Larry of Carolina. <laughs> That's old Larry over there. That's old Larry. But we're gonna get oh, you a 16, 16 inch Springfield nineteen oh three bayonet. Will be your sword. No oh, my. Oh yeah. my! Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of old, old stuff, you were mentioning the Remington plant in New York. I uh, 
I have the employee badge. It was my grandfather's. In the, he was there in the 20s and 30s as a machinist. Has his picture on it, but it has the the Remington plant, the the name of the plant, and everything on it. And it has his his picture in the middle of the employee badge when he worked there. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. Well, I I, that I keep awesome. that with that 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 03 Springfield and that 1922 uh, that were his. Um, so yeah, that that 03 Springfield you had was that one of the ones that was made at the Remington factory? No, that was the one he actually carried in europe ah oh okay okay yeah i i knew that you had one that he had carried but i thought maybe that that there were it had been made at the remington factory because there were no, some that no were. both yeah the uh yeah and the 1922 the the 22 trainer uh that was a springfield as well it was actually it's an original mm -hmm. 1922 that uh i think it was 1500 were made it's like 495 is a serial number and because uh, it wow. was that there was Mark Mark One and the Mark Two, and uh, I, I found that out. I thought it was a Mark One until I looked it up, and then I found out I had a one that was a little more rare because um, I had to order magazines, and all three take different magazines. So, but yeah, that's that's I've been carried. That was the first gun I ever carried in the woods. My dad said that his dad had told him, "If you can carry this in the woods, you can carry this thirty out six because they're the same size gun." Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, he was right, but yep. Been carrying that for what well, holy shit. Gotta build 40, the muscles. 41 years. For 40 42 years yeah. I've been carrying that gun. Nice. Yep. Nice. Johnny Paratrooper last, certainly not least. Hey man, man. Uh oh. He's getting uh -oh. a white claw. Uh-oh, yeah. He's, he's like, hold Definitely on, getting the white here? claw. <laughs> getting that white claw out. Wow. He better be drinking some big truck, man. He better be drinking some big truck. <laughs> well, he said he Dude, doesn't big drink big truck they got anymore. Is he not there? The big truck? They yeah, have I, the I waited, like, I waited the like two weeks blonde. to hear him. Oh, yeah. And they Dude. put Old Bay on the rim with some honey. Oh, my. Whew. That's a yeah. drink right there, buddy. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. Yes, well, they sir. They put Old Bay on everything in That's Maryland. a good one. <laughs> yeah. Well, this had honey on it, too. So it was like sweet, salty, a little spicy. And it was beer. No, old, old, was Bay. Like... old Bay on Utch <laughs> chips. Dude, forget about it. Forget. My, my buddy, a guy Dude. I work with is yeah, making uh, old, bay, old bay pickles right now yes he yes that, yeah he hell said yeah. That, that was that he said he knows a lady that had tried pickles for years and could never find one she liked until she ate one of those and she she can't get enough of them. of course he's also right in the middle of making raspberry jalapeno jelly too so yeah heck yeah <laughs> well, that looks like Johnny Paratrooper is going to get in here, so he'll have to crack a beer at some point. Let's get on with the evening, guys. We're 35 minutes into this thing. Of course, the, the title of this episode is The Left Rule Boogaloo. And um, that, of course, is coming from a thing that came out uh, earlier 
uh, when the the meltdown ensued after the uh, Roe versus Wade downturn, the Dobbs decision, which has uh, struck down Roe versus Wade, which legalized abortion in all 50 states uh, and U.S. territories. Now, uh, the Dobbs decision, what it has done is it has kicked it back to the states. Uh, it has not ended abortion. I I don't think that this decision went for, uh, far enough, personally. That's me. Um, but the, the justices have to decide cases based on the way that they're argued. And I think that um, being, being American and understanding the federalist system and states' rights uh, kicking this this back to the states, leaving it back to the states is probably the best move that, that they can make. I think that it's a, a landmark case, not because of uh, necessarily because of uh, abortion, which is in question, but it's also a question of states' rights. And uh, Clarence Thomas, obviously uh, him and Justice Alito are ardent supporters of states' rights. Uh, with their their uh, two landmark decisions that have come out of uh, this court session. And, um, well, actually three, uh, the third one, which was released uh, yesterday, I believe. It, these past few days have been kind of a blur for me, I, I think, for obvious reasons. So I'm, I'm kind of getting caught up on, on some of this stuff. But um, anyway, with the Dobbs decision, so the left predictably – uh, instead of being rational or somewhat useful to anyone uh, and respecting their country, which conservatives do, it's one of the things that even when when you know we know that that uh, things don't go the way that we had intended them to, we still don't turn on our own country and hate our nation and do all the things that the the vile, disgusting things the left have have, have continuously done and continue to do because they hate this nation. You have, you have to understand this that the left in America hates the United States. Um, they absolutely hate the United States, but. I want to I want to say something. There was there was a uh, post that was up on Reddit, and it is still up on Reddit. By the way, uh, it has not been moderated off of Reddit. Now, if a, con a conservative had written something like this, you know, the the reader or the uh, writer rather would have been doxxed, would have been uh, kicked off the internet, and probably fired January from their 6th. job. January sixth. January sixth. Yeah. 6th. yeah. Um. <laughs> And, and yeah. but yet, same time, um, you know, this this wasn't a, a left winger that wrote this, and and I'm just going to read this for you. Uh, <clears throat> this is coming from the Reddit account. Uh, rip it, throw away, uh, rip it, throw away, which is um, an interesting name uh, for a few reasons, but but anyway, never mind. Uh, the radical Christians are found in rural areas. Their towns are defenseless. They have almost no cops and their firemen are volunteers. They have to borrow cops and firemen from neighboring jurisdictions miles away in order to handle anything big. And they think that they're safe out there. Forget burning cities. Cities are on our sides. It is time for rural areas to feel the heat. 
You show up 100 deep in every rural town in a 50-mile radius intent on revolution. You'll crash their system and make them pay. And if you think that I'm kidding, I'm dead serious. This was caused by backward-ass rural conservatives operating out of a Christianized worldview. Even if they're not Christian, they're heavily influenced by it. They were the ones who voted for Trump in 16, those disillusioned redneck white trash, blue collar, to quote a country song, types who flipped massively for the GOP. Punish them, punish their towns. They say BLM burned the cities to the ground. I say, let them see firsthand what it's like when a community is truly burned to the ground. They want a civil war. They should have been careful what they asked and voted for. I'm not the organizing type, but maybe someone who is can organize that. Start in a certain state in the Midwest, often called the South's Middle Finger to America. It's literally what the South would have looked like if it wasn't reconstructed. All right. So uh, <laughs> that, that made it. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, it was impressive. It, it made its way around uh, the alternative media circles. I wanted to bring that into this episode because I knew, one, there were going to be some really colorful responses, and two, there's going to be some useful responses out of this crowd because I think uh, we collectively in this room are probably about as capable as any ensemble cast on any podcast anywhere. Uh, so <laughs> let's uh, first, we'll just round table it up. Let me get your responses. <laughs> well, uh, what I would say to that is any, anybody that knows what a range card is, don't get near my final protective line. Cause I deal in lead friend. Amen. Who's next? Um, I think that would be a really bad idea for them and not because of the <laughs> obvious chest that, you know, I'm not going to chest thump, um, the optics, but like in my town, which is exactly what they described, right? Handful of cops, all volunteer firefighters. Um, well, we all go to the same range. And we all know each other. We all have the same stickers on our vehicle. Well, I don't have any stickers on my vehicles. But, yeah, everybody's got a pickup truck with the same stickers on it. Like, we all know who's who. And, and you know, this would be a town. If that threat's real, my town would be under threat. Because we are not far from two major cities. And we are what is considered "quote unquote" rural. Uh, but Scout, like you said, I mean, if they think that they're just going to like walk into these towns and there's not very capable, dangerous people that are professionals, and they're not just going to Kyle Rittenhouse it, yeah. um, but but be much more professional about it, they are out of their league and out of their mind. <laughs> That's yeah. all I got to say. And people have learned from the Rittenhouse situation. So, yeah. I've been taking notes. As far, yep, exactly. It's, you know, that that was another court decision that in this year has been positive. So, yeah. Um, yep. 
Magmatic. <laughs> I already know by the by uh, the laughter, the devious laughter in the background. All all I uh all I have to say is uh say when. <laughs> you gotta put the H before the W, dude. Say when. Say when. I knew it was, I do. I do. I knew that was coming. I knew I just He's, you look like somebody just stepped across your grave. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because he, he says that, and then it's followed It's followed by the PTSG, otherwise known as the post-traumatic stress giggle. Yeah, that's when you should worry. <laughs> My only response, the only, the only competent response I can make is how cosmopolitan. <laughs> why, or, or why it seems as though Boogaloo, <laughs> Boogaloo is just not your game. <laughs> I know. Let's have a spelling contest. Scott, we got to make that a shirt. I can see the Boogaloo is not your it. game. That's a it's, good one. Or the web is uh, rolling right along, man. It's we've. Got, I'm gonna have a, a on your finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I am alive, by the Donna way. Donna are you finally in here? Oh yeah, buddy. Yep. Oh, Good call for the win. Crack, crack open a beer. What are you I, doing? I, I just cracked one over. I'll crack open another one. Crack open Hold another on. one. There you go. Double fist. There we go. I, I'm doubling. I gotta doubling. hear Johnny Paratrooper's thoughts on this this epic. Commentary. Oh, I mean, sounds like a sounds like a ha- a real hazmat situation. You know what I'm saying? Quarantine <laughs> your city because there's about to be a lead spill, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus! <laughs> also, a great T-shirt idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. The uh I know in Baltimore that there is um quite a bit of revolutionary stuff up around, but it's always in the worst neighborhoods, you know. That's why they're in a bad mood all the time. They just need to get some fresh air. <laughs> Not gonna get it in Baltimore. <laughs> just go touch grass. <laughs> 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 Oh man! Oh, I'm gonna tell you this. This, uh, <clears throat> yeah. They, well, there's a reason a lot of the revolutionary stuff goes up in the worst parts of town, um, <laughs> because it's it it's easier to revolutionize people and, and to indoctrinate them to communist talking points if they don't have anything else. I mean, they don't they don't have it. Like they're already desperate, man. They they, they don't have much else, so it's you know, you can get them to do whatever you want to do. And they're already prone to violence too. Yeah. Yeah. It's the old saying, like you can get them in the streets if they don't really have a home to go back to. Yeah. And, uh, and it, and it's, it's, it's pretty easy. Uh, that's, that's, and that's been true for many reasons, not just like economic, but like 
for instance, uh, during the French Revolution, you know, like uh, not having a home to go back to. Um, it is true. Like the the Catholic Church did own 90 percent of the property in France at the time. Like that mm -hmm. definitely contributed to the revolution and to a bit. But because the people didn't have a home to go back to specifically right. the men, they couldn't raise them. Uh, they couldn't have a wife. These were some of the grievances. Um, not necessarily of like the Jackmans or the Robespierre's, uh, but many different political groups that were vying for uh, for for a change, a redress of grievances uh, yeah. in, in France at the time. Anyway, um, yeah, that's, 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 that's very my specific piece. language. It's well, it, it's true. It's one of the factors of change is uh, wanting a redress of grievance with with those in power. And we wrote that into uh, into some language ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yep. <clears throat> right around the corner. That day is right around the corner. Another. Yeah. Now, I think that it's interesting, though, that this is this is going up. I mean, this guy who wrote this on Reddit is a dumbass. I mean, he, he like he's either a dumbass or he is uh, some type of provocateur and what was the um, what was the name again i'm sorry uh not to interrupt what was the name again rip it throw away yeah like a like a like the reserve pull cord on a reserve yeah right yeah that, that's yeah. that's why i thought that it was significant yeah when I, read, I didn't want to go too deep into that and and get off off topic in the beginning <laughs> for those that don't know that's what I airborne think. school rip it yeah. and throw away is part of the training that you go through yep uh for the reserve and you do that for three for three weeks straight you yell rip it and throw away and I well in, about the energy drink yeah i mean well that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's a couple of reasons and that was that's when you deployed to mina <laughs> yeah yeah maybe Stuff in uh cargo pockets maybe that's but, uh Maybe that's another name for the guy that was the uh, Che Guevara of the of West Point. Well, that's what I was. That that's kind of where I was yeah. going with that. Is a screen name like that isn't people don't just pick screen names accidentally. That's just not. It's not how things work. I mean, um. Ranger one twenty two in the comments saying a throwaway on Reddit. It's also a one time use account. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that. But rip it, throw away is a very specific term mm -hmm. um, that we we recognize it that for what it. And that's why as soon as I read the screen name, I said, this this is interesting to me uh, for a couple of reasons. First, because of the airborne school reference, but the other one is because of of rip it. It, it tells me that the the person has a level of training which is um significant to me <clears throat> now more more does that mean that more common right right unfortunately um, yeah yeah and, and so to me when I, I see a screen name like that i know that yeah rip it throw away it could be throw away account whatever i yeah but there, there's too many other ways to just generate a random screen name i mean you can get a random character generator anywhere on the internet you just look one up and pull it up and, and come up with a random screen name like it whatever right it doesn't matter but th this guy wasn't using a random account either i haven't dug into his 
uh, his, her, Z, whatever, whatever pronouns <laughs> they go for, right? Because we know they, these are the people you go to watch your pronouns around. Um, but because <laughs> I don't, honestly, I don't care enough. Um, but this this person is has got a level of training. This isn't somebody that you can just dismiss as stupid nonsense. All right, because the world, you know, the, the powers that be out there wouldn't dismiss anybody who is commenting, um, who, who is a co-host on this live show as just a, a nobody because of our level of training individually. And then collectively coming together, we, we have a pretty, you know, we, the threat level is, is significantly higher. Right. And the fact that, that each of us are out there training people puts our threat level up there a little bit more. Right. Um, even though, you know, we're, we're not a, a threat to stability. We're seeking it. You know, it's, it's totally different, but these guys are out there advocating for, for revolution. And this is something that I've long said is there's two realities among mainstream conservatives uh, and, and not even mainstream conservatives, but, but a lot of very well-meaning folks who are out there. The first reality is, is that they completely write off anybody coming from the left as instantly being incompetent, incapable with firearms, um, unable to defend themselves, so on and so forth. Um, and this is a very ridiculous point of view to hold. Um, they are, the left has shown over the years that they are very effective at organizing because they focused at the local level. Um, they've done that even since the early days of organized labor in the United States, they've always organized at the local level. That's why every union out there is called a local. That's the reason they're called that. Okay. For whatever reason, the right doesn't, they seem to have this bias against organizing at the local level. Why the hell that is? I I just wrote a piece about that. Uh, I wrote a piece about that because of this whole Jane's revenge, which is a, you know, a, uh, it's looking more and more like it's a, a, just a a giant trap uh, to ensnare leftists, you know, on the left, the same thing Patriot front is on the right. It's just, you've, you've got actors out there that, oh, but they got arrested. They, they have to be legitimate because they got arrested. Yeah, because informants don't get arrested all the time, right? That they don't, when, when they want to make a show out of things, they don't arrest them. We'll see if any of them it. actually get charged. This is... It's with the khakis? Yeah. <laughs> with, with the Jane's re- revenge thing, I commented on the AP article. I distinctly remember seeing something floating around in like the 2014 2015 time frame and it was when abortion was a big it was all in the news and i specifically remember seeing memes circling on facebook about jane's revenge being a group Mm -hmm. and i know my memory sucks but i'm like when i saw that i was like i remember seeing that years and years ago and then i never saw it again until this past week yeah i mean the the dot gov's job and i wrote about this in the myth of emmanuel goldstein by nc scout highly encourage all of you to read it it is at a collegiate reading level so i will warn you um if if you are not if you have room temperature iq um you're not going to be able to digest it i'm just gonna that's not me being an asshole that's just me telling you the truth 
uh, I wrote that for a, an, an educated audience. Um, so there is that if, if you're not capable of thinking, please ignore it. And there were plenty of people who aren't, who decided to comment. Uh, but you have to understand that that, that government's job, government law enforcement's job is to maintain stability by any means possible, regardless of political party and power. That is their job. That is what they are hired to do. Okay. Federal law enforcement, federal law enforcement, especially when you're talking about the FBI, the ATF, so on and so forth. They are part intelligence organizations. They're not exclusively intelligence organizations because they're tasked with criminal investigation and law enforcement as well. But they're partly intelligence organizations and they are there to build stability against all internal threats in the case of the FBI. That includes the left, by the way. Uh, even though it doesn't always appear that they're doing that. Now, this is not me uh, celebrating them by any means, because I think that they are heavily complicit in a lot of the things that we see. But they are also standing up front groups to siphon off certain actors. Okay, they do that. They do that to create dissent among the mass base. And when you're able to, to do that, you're able to control them essentially. And, and you can manage the chaos. That's exactly what's going on there. Um, that's exactly what's happened with this Patriot front group. Cause seriously, does anybody out there know of anybody that's actually in Patriot front? That's like, Hey, I'm going to the Patriot front meeting. Right. Cause like with the oath keepers, not yeah, a we, thing. We yeah. We, we knew, all right, there's people going to the, the oath keepers means they had their chapters and whatever. And we know, I mean, they, you know, they, they were highly controlled from the top down. This Patriot Front nonsense. Who are these guys? They just come out of nowhere. And then there's always those people, right? There's always these people online. Like, They've been around for a long time. Oh, they have? According to who? Online? They've been around online? Man, because this is really funny because I check a lot of the, the uh, uh, slimier corners of the internet fairly regularly. And... There isn't anybody on 4chan that can say anything about them. They don't know who they are. And if there was anybody out there, there was any group of people out there that would be on top of this, it would be 4chan. Um, there, there would be something out there that would be posted about all this. They ain't got nothing, man. So they, they come out of nowhere, right? These dudes come out of nowhere. They have a level of organization. Yeah, this it's is bullshit. I'm telling you. You got to organize locally. This is something that the left is very adept at, and and the right just doesn't seem capable of doing it because we're 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 just more interested in doing our thing. And as soon as the government starts going our way, we're gonna take our toys and we're gonna go home, and everything's cool and it's all good, right? Until it's not. Until it's not. And they have a lot. I'm gonna warn you now. They have a lot of people with military training. In one way or another, whether that's conventional side military training, they've got some soft guys that are out there training them too. I'm not going to go too deep into that on here. I've told some people in class what I know about that. But if, if you think that that the larger special operations community is this fast right wing conspiracy, you got another thing coming, brother. Um, it, I'm telling you right now, it, it, it's not. And um the thing is, too, is that 
there is uh, a lot of these guys, Spencer Rapone, um, who Dodge was referencing, is just one and a very famous one. And he's out there still with his shenanigans. Okay. Yep. He, he didn't go away. All right. This dude, he's out of the army, but he took his experiences with him. He's a well-trained guy. I mean, he's got his detractors and everything, myself included. I think he's a pile of shit. But you know what? And he would probably say the same about me. Uh, well, I, I know that he would, for a fact. But that's fine. Um, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But you cannot deny that this guy has a serious level of training. And if you don't think that he's putting it to good use, I'm putting it to use doing what I'm doing. If I'm doing what I'm doing, I I can absolutely assume that our adversaries are doing the same. Okay, so they they absolutely are. Um, anyway, with with that said, this is significant to me. Going back to what is in this uh, this piece that that was posted to Reddit, because if one person is saying it, there's a lot of other people who are thinking it. All right. And this is not anything new, okay? This isn't anything new. This change, this gear shift in thinking is actually not really a gear shift. Um, They have attempted, kind of tap danced into this territory for a little while now. It was two summers ago that I had a a similar situation that happened in my hometown. Yeah, they were right. doing it out in the Pacific Northwest too. I was about to say they actually went into some areas in, yeah. uh, outside Portland and shit. And for those and, of you that Denver. don't know, out outside Portland is not is nothing like Portland. Yep. No, they, yeah, I, right I saw right it in Denver myself of, personally. Right west of where I live in Pennsylvania, there was an incident where they had they were coming through, they were going their way to see, and uh, was, there was a shooting that happened. Uh, because the group came in and they started thinking they were going to bully around country boys and country boys showed up with their shotguns. Right. Johnny, you had a, uh, yeah. And, uh, so I was, uh, working in Wyoming on a dude ranch in 2020, but headed home. I came through the Denver area, which, you know, yeah, Denver, you know, there's a homeless person on every street corner or two, uh, if there are a couple. And, uh, and, but yeah, I, I, uh, outside of Denver is essentially Wyoming, you know, it's just not eight hours away. And, um, uh, but I'm just driving through town and coming up on Denver and I'm like, all right, you know, pull over, grab some snacks and some gas and keep rolling. And of course, you know, I spent the whole summer in Wyoming. So I got like 2000 rounds of ammo, like four guns in the car. Like I, you know, I I went out to Wyoming to have some fun with the with with the boys and uh, Max do some Rock ranch work over here. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, I had a lot of ammo in the car, man, and a lot of it was loaded in mags. I came around a turn. There must have been like 300 Antifa having a freaking block party in the middle of the road, and I was like, oh shit! And I just immediately flipped it around like like Baghdad. Like I didn't even second guess it. It was like all the way turning around and i'm making a i'm I'm making it as quickly as possible like there is no way i'm staying here one second longer than i need to and uh and kept rolling but yeah there, that shit was all over the place dude all over the place and i didn't know i was in the middle of wyoming for for the summer of 2020 so like yeah i saw some clips of like some riots and stuff i didn't really know it was like 
they they just didn't have enough people and enough youtube channels to cover everything that was going down like it there was a lot going on in 2020 yeah yeah, that, yeah johnny was, called me oh. after that oh he yeah he was like hey in, he was like hey intel guy what the fuck because you didn't let me know. You didn't tell me all these guys were roaming around random towns. I was like, yep. dude, I don't fucking know what's going on over the other side of the country. Sit, <laughs> so, man, you going on top of this shit? No. <laughs> so, dude, hey, Scout, seriously, um, uh, more to this, a uh, little more detail of the story. You had Radio Contra that summer, I believe. Yep. Did you not? Yeah, yep. that was the first summer of Radio Contra, right? <clears throat> yep. Yeah. And yep. if you go back in, in the archives, and pull it up. I, I did a whole episode where I was talking about it, about neighborhood defense. And it came out of that situation that I was in. Um, so the, uh, uh, literally it happened here. We, we had in, and we had a thing that was going on and, and we'll just leave it at that. It, there was a thing. Yeah. And, um, we had all of a sudden, uh, we, we had, I mean, it was this, this, this cat, this rip it, throw away cat. Uh, we, we'll just call him airborne. Um, who is, is talking about showing up, you know, a hundred deep and, and ready to throw down and see what happens. Well, let me, let me tell you what the counter is to that. And you can go back and listen to this episode and, uh, <laughs> and I, I'll have to dig it. It's way back in the archives. It was like the first 30 episodes. I think in, in that first 30 episodes. Send in Mac V Sog and just let him rip them to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> well, now nah, I mean what what happened was um you know I I got a call from someone in the local infrastructure. And the the specific threat was was that these guys um it was an Antifa aligned group that was going to do this. I mean, it, you know, it wasn't BLM. It wasn't, it was literally a um, bunch of, you know, spoiled ass white kids and, and they were going to do this. They were going to burn down the old courthouse in the County. The old courthouse in the County is, is extremely historically significant uh, for a lot of reasons. And, you know, but anyway, that, that was their target. And so uh, a lot of the, the local business owners were specifically targeted as well. And they were named off like we're going to torch this business. We're going to torch this business. And I mean, they were going down the list. What it was, they had somebody in town who had bought uh, or was renting uh, one of the, the uh, spaces on the town square. And they were running a bicycle shop out of it. And they had a, uh, a little loft. Uh, up top of the, the bicycle shop because this brick building is very, very old uh, that they were in, you know, probably, um, you know, at least 150 years old. And they, they get this loft over top of it who they were just renting to whoever, you know, and, and these were agitators that had come from Chapel Hill and um, you know, Chapel Hill needs no introduction to anybody out there. It's what uh, the late great Senator Jesse Helms used to call uh, communist Hill. And he was exactly right because it was back then and it's even worse now. Um, so they show up. They they wanted to there were elements that had got there that, you know, it was pretty clear what they wanted to do. Um, the local motel, which uh, those of you out there who have trained with me at my place are, are familiar with that place. It's a piece of shit. 
and it was full. That place never has more than four, the four or five cars in it on any given night. And yet in the middle of the week, this place is full. And so um, a friend of mine, a local, uh, drives through there, got the license plate numbers. Everything was coming from New York, New Jersey, and Chicago. I mean, come on. You know, come on. Why? Why? Are, no. No. Why are they all coming from way out of state? Right? Way out Barber, of state. Barbecue. Coalesce. Little. Yeah, exactly. They're coming were, to coalesce to this little. Were they college town. friends or just internet friends? No. Who knows, man? Who knows? So everybody, everybody in the town knew that something was going down, right? They had uh, North Carolina State Highway Patrol, state troopers were out protecting places. They they because the uh, the sheriff's department wasn't doing it. Um, and and that there's more to that story, but I ain't gonna get into it because it's it, it's kind of relevant, but it's kind of not. Um, but. Anyway, the, the, the state troopers were making sure that this march that the left was doing prior to the, the perceived threat that, that was going on, the stated threat, was going to happen, right? And so they're, they're making sure, you know, nothing crazy is going to happen. These people can march. Yeah, you get out there and march. I mean, I'm a firm believer in the First Amendment, man. I ain't got to agree with you. Get out there and do your thing, man. Say your peace. Don't matter to me. But don't don't threaten to burn down people's businesses. Don't threaten to destroy stuff. Let's not do that. Okay? Let's, let's, let's not do this. But anyway, I mean, you got to know, too, that there's going to be a group of us who are going to get the heads up because we're all local to the area. And, you know, we're not there to start problems, but we're also there to let you know that we're not going to take any of your shit. You know, if if you want to start burning down people's businesses, you're going to find out that's unacceptable very fast. Right. And so none of us were running around. Here's the thing, too. Everybody that we had in our local network. And again, I talked about this in depth in that episode, but I remember it. I was just thinking about it earlier today. Um, You know, I remember it like it was yesterday and it's it's crazy. It was two years ago. But all of us grew up in the area all of us have known one another our entire lives okay the business owners in the area we're all interconnected we we've known these people for forever our entire lives they've known us since we were kids they're all older now uh really good people salt of the earth give you give you shirt off their back un, until you this is over nothing that's a good reason not to and so when you know nobody was running around out there with a bunch of kid on and you know rifle and all this shit, right? Nah, you know I, I've got a Glock 19 sitting right here. That was the same Glock 19 that I carried out there, all right? Um, Gen three rough texture frame, you know uh, the the gray frame on it. That's what I'm carrying, and I'm carrying it concealed. But you have a particular stance. Right, that people know you. They see it. All right, I'm not going to fuck with you. They see you. All right, they got people in among their ranks. They had people among their ranks out there who knew. Man, these guys, we might ought to leave them alone. They, these are not the guys that you want to mess with. So you, you know what? You can show up a hundred deep to a town. I'm going to tell you right now, friends. 
you can show up 100, 100 deep to a town. You can show up 200 deep to a town. That's fine. Throw the first one and see what happens. I'm just telling you right now because we have a local I, – I, I'll go on and call it what it is. We have a local intelligence network that's going to hand us all the information that we need. All right? And we got it. Okay? In that case, we got it. And we prevented something crazy from happening. Oof. Now, again, we didn't – we did not – we did not go out there brandishing weapons, talking some big talk, acting like we're something that we're not pushing weight around. We didn't do any of that shit. Me and a handful of friends who have training because I trained them and a lot of them have military experience as well. Combat arms military experience, mind you. We put up surveillance on them. We did surveillance detection routes. We did surveillance routes. We had communications that we stood up. We were very well coordinated in our presence and the professionalism of our presence and how we acted. And we weren't standing out there posturing in front of these people, but we were out there enough to where they knew we got your number. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. Do it. See what happens. It's not a so, threat. Promise. Question. Go ahead. Where, uh, the, the, the summer I was in Wyoming, you know, let's take a trip down memory lane. When did the riots start? Like June 10th or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it started, it was a slow burn. And then all of a sudden it was just out of control. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't see it live. Um, I had no cell service and did not have a TV. I just had a radio. You didn't and miss anything. You didn't, okay. I mean, if people are getting out there, look, I'm a firm believer in the First Amendment. I don't have to agree with somebody, you know. And and if you think that you're getting out there and you're protesting some injustice, whether that's real or uh, perceived or, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter, man. You got a right to do that. You, you go right ahead. If you want to have a march, have a march, man. This is 2022. This isn't 1960. All right. This isn't 1954. This isn't eras past. And if, if you want to get out there, you want to have a march, you do that. But the second that you think that you can destroy people's livelihoods, the second that you think that you can attack what people in a, a local area have worked for, the second that you can you can step out there and do what this jackass on Reddit is advocating, you want to visit violence on people who are good because they have a differing political opinion from you, I'm going to tell you something. You are not prepared for that backlash. There are some people there. I'll say there are a lot of people living out in rural areas who are very good folks otherwise. But when you push them, you're going to find out something bad. I'm just to tell you right now. And that's that. Uh, so, yeah, when I took that turn in Denver and there were like 300 communists having a fucking block party and they were waiting for cars. I was not the only car turning around. Right. Like, you know, there were cars in front of me and cars behind me and they saw that shit and they were started turning around. I started to turn around. Everybody turned around. And, but man, like real talk though, like, yeah, I mean, what a fucking disaster, dude. That, that, that would have been bad. Like, yeah. 
Because I mean, I didn't. I was in Wyoming. I wasn't buying regular ammo in Wyoming. Like no. Wyoming's a hunt hunter state. Like people, tourism for hunting is like big in Wyoming, and yeah. every freaking yeah. corner store has hunting ammo for sale. So every time I, I picked a hunting ammo, a couple of hunting ammos for a couple of different rifles that year, and ammo was starting to get scarce. I had all hunting ammo, and I had two thousand rounds of like soft points and. You know all kinds of stuff. Man. I mean, it was like, dude, it it was bad. Like not Geneva approved. <laughs> no, it, there would have been like, I hope they had uh fifty percent medics in their ranks because well, there we, it would have been some trouble for those guys. Bro, we saw their level of medical care. <laughs> oh boy, got his arm blowed out. Like the medic is busy screaming, medic. <laughs> yeah. but wait he had a paramedic hat on i thought that made him a medic isn't that how that works no he, uh, he was a non-combatant that, that and some that and some nasal eye spray some saline eye spray so, yeah. so what you're telling me is is i can just put on something and then i become thus i mean well, that's... apparently if, if you're a man and you say you're a woman i mean you get woman of the year so uh, there's that. <laughs> nah, they call him Kate. So. Yeah, I call him Gender. That's that's what I call him. But you know, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something about my friend Bruce Jenner. Okay, I'm gonna tell you something about him. When when they put him on the cover, and yes, it that is a him. All right, when they put him on the cover of of whatever magazine it was, they put him on, and that was like famous, what whatever it was. I I don't know. Um, Bicycle you know what they, yeah, whatever. Uh, you know what they didn't put on the cover? Them 70-year-old man hands. They didn't put them on the cover because you can't hide that. You can't hide the man hands. I'm just telling you. You can't hide man hands. Olive, he'd have been fine. Well, I mean, Bruce Jenner is a huge guy. Like, anyway, he's, he's, he's a freaking giant, man. Well, he's he's a when big I was dude. A kid, when he when he won the decathlon in '76, that was the first time I was like seven years old. That was the first time my mother ever bought brand name cereal, the Wheaties, that had him on the box. That's that's my first the first thing I remember about Bruce Jenner, and you know this this stuff. The I think it's funny. On one hand, you say. When uh, you know, guys want to talk smack to women, they say, well, you know, men are even better at being women than women are. But, you know, and they point to him. But, you know, that's I mean, it's ridiculous. It really is. I, I've never the, heard uh, anybody say that. I'm just so. Yeah. Out. I've never <laughs> heard anybody say that. You know, the, uh, my parents are <laughs> hardcore Democrats and they turned off mainstream they cut the cord on mainstream tv because they because of bruce jenner like that was the downfall of cnn and fox and nbc and all of them dude it's abc a far man it, it dude it was it for my parents it was that was that was a mile marker for a certain demographic of the boomers for sure without a doubt well, and it's gotten, there was a, a a meme out, well, it wasn't a meme, it was an actual quote, a guy was saying, he was talking about, it was going to the Roe v. Wade stuff, 
and it said something to the effect of, uh, he said, a person that has female reproductive organs, you know, can't get this, whatever. And, and somebody said, yeah, that's called a woman. Dude, they had a golden goose and then they started to take it too far. They really, they could have gone a thousand years with the system they had 10 years ago. And then they took it too far, like way too far. And, uh, and five years ago, it really got stupid when Trump announced he was running. Uh, well, well, no, that was seven years ago, but uh, almost seven years ago. But yeah, anyway, like, that, yeah, like 2010 was like pivotal because then everything really started to get dumb. Yeah. For sure. Look who look who was in charge. <laughs> they killed Joan Rivers, man. They killed Joan Rivers. <laughs> I mean, that's that's I don't know what else you can say. They killed Joan Rivers. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh jeez, yeah. oh, not the Joan Rivers means. <laughs> she knew she she called it out half drunk on vodka she was like she ripped like eight cosmos in the limo on the way to a party and somebody did a little ambush journalism and was like what about this conspiracy you've heard and she was like oh it's not a conspiracy <laughs> gone a week later yeah well she was getting a facial Priceless. they tightened the knot up a, a turn too too much and it it popped it well, speaking of uh, little hats that they're going to kill, see, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell is uh, apparently oh, suicidal. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. Good. Nice thing. Uh, 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 Not an awkward transition at all. It really the it was con- smooth. The conversation <laughs> just flowed right into it, man. I thought it was smooth. <laughs> No, it. No, I'm complimenting you. I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> that is smooth as ten grit sand, baby. Dude. Yeah. Oh, oh man. God. Not as smooth as a porcupine, brother. Ah, uh, rip it and yeah. throw away. Galen Maxwell's going to end up dead. I, I'm surprised she hadn't died already. Um, you know. Listen, she's going to get facial reconstructive surgery and get sent to Paraguay or Uruguay, which is like the shamed spy capital of the world. And all (laughs) these shamed, yeah, all these like ex-spy sit around and they're like, yeah, back in the good old days. And uh, it was an old British TV show like that. It was called The Prisoner. And it was uh, it, that that was the premise of it was that you were basically you you when you messed up, that was where you went. Like you, yeah. you went away to this place and you could never escape. <clears throat> and then kind of, you know, burn notice was kind of kind of kind of like that. It was sort of the same similar idea. I need, I like need to check these movies out. Up. Those movies are probably full of. Smoke. Oh, burn. No, no, no. Burn notice was a TV show. Okay, no, this was good. Bruce Campbell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, it was. Burn Notice is great. As Gabriel Anwar is in it. Um, you know, if, if if you're into tiny chicks, she's she's kind of fun to look at. 
um, had uh, Trisha Helfer. Trisha Helfer was uh, the bad guy in season two. Man, she she burned up the screen. Um, Trisha Helfer was uh, she was the the queen of the Cylons on um, Battlestar Galactica, and she's hot. She's real hot. She was even hotter. <laughs> she, was, she was hot. I noticed, dude. Putting mm, one wait. deep. Mm, man, hey, she uh, she they had a, they, they had a lot of uh, a lot of famous people were guest stars yes. on uh, on Burn Notice. They had uh, Lucy Lawless from uh, Xena Warrior Princess. She was on there for an episode. Pretty much the Miami Vice in in that regard. Yes, yes, yes. It was a lot like my. Well, I mean, it took place in Miami too. There mm-hmm. were there there was a lot of stuff about Burn Notice that was a it was a throwback to 80s style tv shows like yeah. MacGyver yeah. and yes. uh miami vice night, it was night, night rider show. yeah yeah night yep. rider hell yeah hell hey, yeah uh, back to that back to that uh rip it and throw it away i just realized what it is it's somebody that's do- they're mm. waxing their body they're rip it and throw it away Wait, is it a Brazilian or a oh, Paraguayan? Forty-year-old oh. virgin. When he got the when he got the jack the the mano lantern. The mano lantern. <laughs> yeah, they they did they wet were waxing his chest and they only took a couple off and ended up looking like he had a big jack o' lantern. If you've never seen Forty-Year-Old Virgin, that, that is actually a pretty funny movie. I could have went all night without hearing that. <laughs> well, the problem was the problem was you pictured it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not hearing any post-traumatic stress giggle now. What's up with that? No, <laughs> it's this is this is the disappointment side. <laughs> oh, and here we were talking about Trisha Helfer and <laughs> Dino Warrior Princess. And there you go talking about Brazilian wax and the dude, man. It is curious why the conversation (laughs) consistently turns that direction with our friend, Mr. Dodge. Well, it's. I mean, he, the dude is obviously not gay. I mean, that's true. He's working on number five. I am a a very happy good cover. Mr. That's four. Four is it. I have ended my line. Uh, the, uh, the, He's uh, like, hell no. I'm, 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 I'm Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I, I, I'm happy with what I got. My wife is happy with what we have. And oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But, but the but, fact yeah, remains. The, uh, you keep but, but you know, one thing I don't do, I don't drink white you. claw, Johnny. <laughs> Listen, I was that was pure theater for the for the for the podcast. I uh, I, I would I never so. I would yeah, never I, drink white claw I don't live you. on the I air. Actually, I actually wine I don't. <laughs> I, I uh I played slap liar. the bag. I played slap the bag with myself. <laughs> Would that be considered self-discipline? It, it, come on. No, it look, playing <laughs> slap the bag by yourself is good practice. Okay. This is a serious conversation, gentlemen. You know, I will not be belittled. 
I will not be besmirched. or made fun of. <laughs> I shall. I shall. Yeah, I am. This. I am an absolute professional. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, what? Absolutely. <sighs> I'm not. <laughs> These are all good questions. Let me answer them one at a time. <laughs> I, I how, many clubs, how many clubs did you work in in Baltimore? Uh, about six. About six, uh, yeah. And uh, let me let me tell you, <laughs> fucking Baltimore seen, gives me a headache, dude. I, I've seen things, weird things. <laughs> oh, dude, only, I've seen only the finest of all men established. Bro, all right, you wanna? All right, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you a JP bouncing and working bar back and 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 serving in in Baltimore. And I used to bartend outdoor bar sometimes. Yep, that's right. I got promoted and then demoted. And uh, anyway, dude, we used to have, like, we'd get in a fight with, like, a local, like, lacrosse team or a rec baseball team or something. And there'd be, like, 10 on 10, 15 on 15 fights in parking lots. Like, Dude, it it used to get wild, dude. It was crazy. I got knocked the fuck out once. I woke up under a car, and I, I it like took me a minute, and then I was like, "Damn, that's a 2004 Escalade." And then the next thing I know, I get dragged out from under the car and kicked in the face. And I was like, "Why is this person kicking me in the face?" And I I had not yet gotten to the why did I wake up under a 2004 Escalade because apparently prior to that i don't remember this but there was a fight and i walked up from my position as a doorman that night i was not working the back door like i usually am you know what i'm saying and i was actually uh, or working the inside and, or uh bathrooms he works the inside of back doors yeah sometimes yes and anyway, dude, it, I got knocked out cold. I was told I establishment. I was told I got knocked out for like two minutes and was just laying on the ground totally limp. I, I, that is like the worst concussion you can possibly have. Long as you And as soon as I told these guys to, dude, as soon as I told these guys to stop fighting and to not fight and that they need to leave. Some one of them apparently knocked me out cold. I do not remember this at all. At so you're all. saying they kept fighting. Yeah. They, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And all everyone like rushed in, and I'm just laying on the ground, totally. There's video of this because we had cameras all over the bar. But I'm just like taking a nap on the floor. Dude, I was taking a nap on the floor during the entire fight. Like, I walk up and I'm like, you know, I put my hand up, like knife hand almost. And I'm like, hey, guys, no fighting, leave. And then, bam, knocked the fuck out. Like, cold. I just pictured you laying flat, sticking your arm straight up in the air with a knife hand. Everyone needs to stop. No, no, I was doing the dying cockroach where your arms and limbs are kind of moving around a little bit. Like, like a kitten wow. or something playing with a ball of yarn. I Didn't I was on my back doing the dying cockroach. I got knocked out, dude. Knocked out. I dare any man to take a hit that hard to the head. So you'll see. I'll bring well, this back. 
I've, <laughs> I can say that I've never been knocked out, but I tell people the reason is because I have a very small brain and very good shock absorbers. My brain's never hit the inside of my skull. <laughs> Just saying. So, so to tag along <laughs> with the fight story and to bring it back to... Yeah, to, Madman worked we'll, in we'll, Baltimore, too. Listen we'll get, to Madman. We'll, we'll get back to work <laughs> after this. So I had a, a bouncer fight. And it was, uh, it was the commie scene. It was like electronic dance, like just hipsters. <laughs> and uh, this guy Terminator. was clearly, clearly on a lot of drugs, not just one, because uh, his pupils were very dilated. He was sweaty, but he was also falling over himself a little bit. So, long story short, we wind up out in the parking lot. I pushed him out the door, and then. He drags me out with him. We start fighting, and I swear, I knocked this guy out cold like four times in a row, and he popped right back up. So that's where Zombie. we go back to work. And, yeah, so we got to watch. A lot of the other team are heavy drug addicts. Yes. So just because you think they're down, don't assume that they're not going to get right back up. Because when I say I knocked this guy out, he Goldberg bull rushed me and I need him directly in the face as hard as I could grab the back of his head threw my knee right into his face. He fell down immediately, like didn't fly back, just went straight down. I heard his skull crack against the concrete Ooh. and he popped yeah. right back up and yeah. attacked me again. Yep. And it happened four <laughs> yep. times in a row. I blood choked him and he was out and I threw him off of me and finally got to my radio and as soon as i got on my radio i saw him pop up and it was like a zombie movie i'm like jesus this guy's just yep. like won't die this is ridiculous <laughs> he's like the so, final boss you know he hasn't hit his final <laughs> form yet you, you keep see. knocking down that health like bar th three health but, bars <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah if you but remember i will uh, say Shaun of the dead if you throw a record at him and it's st and stick him in the face that that works yeah. Remember that? So, a record album. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And I will say, uh, a professional uh, AAR of this fight is that <laughs> it took a lot of concentration for me to realize that I can't actually kill this guy because the thought crossed my mind to just haymaker him while he's on the ground until he just like is no more because he kept getting back up and trying to like strangle me and like pulling my hair and trying to gouge my eyeballs and that's where you so yeah, that's where you zip tie, took, you zip time behind their back you zip tie their legs <laughs> and you set them up against the wall so they don't choke right but you have to yeah you have to run have up and ties. bury your knee into their groin as you go for a search and and arrest i didn't i didn't have any yeah. zip ties on me but no seriously like uh, the, the other team if, if they're drugged up which they very well may be, be uh, it's going to take a lot of effort for you to keep your cool enough to not just murk them. Cause I know I have a temper and when I get to that point, I very easily lose my shit and stop thinking rationally. Uh, so if you have it's a temper, the, it's the Irish do, in you, buddy. Is it? Well, yeah. You know, at work, I call it the spray and swat yeah. technique. You spray them with pepper spray and you blind them. Then you hit them with the baton so they don't see it coming. But that's just me. See, all all, all I had was uh, whatever. Works. All I had was a, 
<laughs> all I had was a red Under Armour shirt with the bar logo and uh, radio. <laughs> so hit him with the radio. Call for help, you know. Hit him with the radio. It was it was a Motorola, so I feel like I probably could have like hit him a couple times oh, and then could've. called for help, and I would have been all right. <laughs> They call it a break. Yep. Street <laughs> fights are brutal, dude. Yes. It's bad. Drugs it, yeah, are wild. They do yes. some pretty crazy shit, especially the it's illicit. Ins- and when you start like combining and like you start mixing downers and uppers and like sidewaysers. Yes. <laughs> I do not freebase cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mixing all that like, is me crazy. like a bingo card. <laughs> like, this, you combine this and this, you get this. Like, like which is which one is the one where like you you strip down naked? Fuck yeah! Like, no, no, it's like Elder Scrolls. You run around, you collect all the flowers you need, and you compound them together. And sorry, video game nerd. My bad. My bad. Yeah, that's that's my fault, JP. I uh, we were talking about our plus. Plus two on stamina for buying Vervo Vivo barefoot shoes. World of Warcraft. Warcraft. Uh, Leroy Jenkins. Jenkins. I remember the bath salts is the best one. I I remember there was a story. Oh, those stories are the best. So many people in the army got kicked out because of bath salts. Hell yeah, dude. It was a plague. Florida. It was a plague. He was he was on brag, man, and he fought off the MPs. He's naked, high on bath salts, and masturbating furiously <laughs> during the during the fight. Like he fought yeah. the fight yes. one handed, if you know yes. what I'm saying. Like yes, yes. <laughs> and he fought he off fought like off four or five MP yes. cars full of MPs. And he, yes, and he's fucking growling at them. Wow, he's jerking it <laughs> naked. Like he's he's doing it like a great, like he's bleeding. That's how hard he's. That's when they banned them from military towns. They oh, yeah. banned bath salts after that from military towns. So the bath salts thing wasn't is, flinging poo. I mean, I guess the, oh, the bath salts thing is no bullshit. When the guy in Florida was eating the other dude's face, Rudy. Yeah. Oh, Rudy, Rudy Eugene. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. Oh, yeah. That when that happened, that's what got me into prepping because me and my buddy started talking about the zombie apocalypse, and then we started talking about <laughs> what we what the zombie apocalypse actually stood for. <clears throat> and then the next week, I started stockpiling water, and here I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> On that note, didn't they didn't they switch from best to the best to uh, they switched from bath salts to Tide Pods after that, didn't they? Nah, you skipped I like. There was a little man. bit more. Yeah, there was some yeah. time difference between. I, I, so I got a zombie yeah, yeah. apocalypse story. I got a zombie apocalypse story from Iraq. Send it. Oh God. Full so, send. <laughs> second second deployment, man. Second deployment in Samara. We routinely had people who would come to patrol base. And Johnny, you probably remember this too. You would have people, Iraqi nationals, that would come to the patrol base looking for medical care. Yes, because they they knew like you'd get better care if you went to the Americans than an Iraqi doctor. And um, in Samara, one of the things that that was a reality there was the doctors were Shia 
and a lot of the people living in the city, it was a majority Sunni city. And so the doctors would try and kill the patients like that. That was a thing. And um, so anyway, they, they didn't want to go to the main hospital. So we're on uh, that week. We were on patrol base security. So like we're in the towers and um, I'm out at the ECP just kind of hanging out and whatever. And it, it's, it's late at night. It's probably like zero two zero three. And, um, you know, just bullshitting. yeah, just, just bullshitting with, with, uh, everybody on the little radio between the guard towers and everything. And, um, I heard like, it, it sounded like a car wreck. And, uh, one of the guys in the tower, man, he like, we're, we're having this group conversation over the radio about the the zombie apocalypse of all things like whatever keeps you awake <laughs> aside from and nicotine like you got to dip in you're smoking a cigarette you do it's like you're doing everything to try and stay awake <laughs> chasing that down with endless rippets like you're doing everything you can to stay awake and um so we're talking about the zombie apocalypse so we hear this car wreck and again like i'm, I'm kind of hanging out by ecp you know um, wandering around and cause I was, I was the, the Rover and, um, but I, I hung out up by the ECP with the other guy that was there. And all of a sudden dude in tower one, which overlooked the ECP is like, Hey, there's somebody coming and he's limping down the road. And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he goes, he goes, I'm dead serious. Dude. There's somebody limping. He's coming down the road and like he's dragging his leg behind him. I was like, shut you shut the fuck up. Like, don't don't be messing around, dude. Because I mean, like we've been talking, we've been talking <laughs> like a zombie. Yeah, like a zombie, about- like dragging his leg towards you. <laughs> yeah. And the dude is like, he's like, no, I'm dead serious. I'm like, all right, I'm coming up to the tower, and this is this has got to be real, or I'm throwing you out of that tower. So he's like, no, seriously, come up here. So go up there and sure as shit, there's this dude limping down the road. And I'm looking at, I'm like, oh shit. Was he like brains? No, no. No? Okay. So he limps into like into the ECP area, into the serpentine. And so... You know, got the lights on him. Like, hey, you know, stop right there. Identify yourself. And he's an Iraqi national. And um, so I radioed up. I was like, hey, you know, we need to get a turp out here because I can't understand this dude. He is covered in blood. He is all busted up. He has an open fracture of his tibula. And he had, he was literally dragging himself and dragging his leg behind him down the road like like kind of crawling but also like he could get up and kind of like move a little bit and then go back to crawling it was it was the craziest damn thing he's busted up bad what had happened was he that car wreck that we thought we had heard way in the distance he had wrecked his car that was him and he had got all busted up and he told the turp he's all concussed and like out of it he told the turp that he had wrecked his car and he knew that if he went to the Shia hospital, they were going to kill him. So he knew that if he came to the Americans, he'd be all right. I'm like, holy shit, man. 
Like this is some, this is serious. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know the feeling of the hospital system trying to kill you. I wonder what it would be like to live in a country like that. I don't know, yeah. man. Past couple of years, kind of uh, maybe. I don't know. The dancing yeah. nurses. Our nurses are great. They're dancing. They're making. They get. They're they're working. Yeah. Our frontline workers are working so hard. They have time to do uh, heroes work here. Don't but, even get. So are the kids started. in basic training. They got time for TikTok dance videos. Yeah. TikTok. They got phones. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh well, it's a different army. Mm-hmm. It's a different army these days. It sure is. It's a different army. That's why I don't recommend nobody go into it. Well, that's why they're having so much trouble getting people. Mm-hmm. I get to have a very fun conversation with the uh, retention NCO. Oh. He already knows. Because the state, oh, he knows. The state knows. The state knows how fucked they are right now. Yeah. And they are yep. like, they want to hear. Normally, like when you do your outbound interview, they would just like throw it in the fucking trash. Now they're being sent up to uh, to state headquarters and uh, in one of the lines. To Guard Bureau. Yep. A, uh, an E7 bureau. got relieved because, like, his entire platoon was like, yeah, he's the reason why we're getting out because he's a piece of shit. And they were like, oh, okay, duly noted. And now he no longer works in that unit as a platoon Damn. sergeant. It's yeah, that not. Well, sounds not. like it's too late for that solution. <laughs> there was though. a few that we could have got rid of. They're, uh, they're not fucking around right now. Yes. They are. Between the deployment and everything else, they are hurting for people. Well, well, they're like 25% to year to date. They are 25% low on their numbers. Think they're just recruiting. That's not even including retention. So when I was in here, uh, our platoon, you know, platoon supposed to be almost like 50 people, like the standard army platoon. If it's at a uh, near hundred percent, but we were at like 35 people the entire time I was in. Yeah, yeah. That's I was gonna say. We never had more than thirty-five in mind. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But, it's hard to keep people around. I mean, if you think about it, though, look at okay, all of us right here, generally combat armed guys, and yep. why start? You know, I'm I'm the oldest one here. I know why I enlisted. I know when I originally w- decided I wanted to go in the army. I was seven years old, and you know, I know why be all you could be was the what was going on when I was a kid. Um, but the, you know, all of us had specific reasons why we went in and the last two to three years has destroyed the image that meant boys and men like us have of the military between, between the cadets marching in a, uh, a, a, uh, LGBTQ uh, parade carrying a rainbow flag, but not carrying the American flag. So just stuff like that. People say, "Oh, that's no big deal." Or cadets. No, that's a huge deal because that goes back to everything that's the problem. Yeah. And I yeah, mean, it's just it, across. It, well, it, it, you're recruiting people who aren't going to fight either. Like mm-hmm. it, it's one thing to have numbers; it's another to have fighters. I mean, the, the Heraclitus quote rings true. 
you know, just raw numbers don't really mean anything. Um, You know, you you, got to have, like, you can have the numbers, but if you don't have fighters, it doesn't mean you squat. And um, when you don't have either, and and that's the point that we are right now, is you don't have either Mm -hmm. one. You, you've got a bunch of guys like, I'm sorry, man. The optics of two career officers that are both male kissing one another, you know, and, and these are guys yeah. like the outward optics of that are bad. I don't give a shit what you think about, oh, you know, well, they got this uh, gays and that. Hey, man, that is what it is. Like, it, all right, cool. But that should not be your outward face that you're putting out there to the world. Right. Especially you look at the foot, the footage that's coming out of Ukraine and I'm talking about both sides of Ukraine, like the Russian side and the Ukrainian side. Those boys ain't going for that on either one of those sides, man. They're not going for that crap. Nope. I'm just telling you that well, that's not, well, that, that's, that's, that's not your, your, uh, that that's not your yeah. fighters, man. And, and everybody knows that. Well, when Bill Clinton started his don't ask, don't tell bullshit, I mean, I, I was in the Army before that. And when they started that, that was the beginning of the fucking end. Right there. And it wasn't because, oh, you know, a, a gay guy can't fight or whatever. It, it's, that's, it was because of the, the yeah. mindset shift of right. what was going to be allowed. Um, it was, corrupting you know, and it has progressively gotten worse. Um, you know, it, it was a slow progress at first. The last 10 years have been. I think we got dead air. Yeah. You there? I, I thought maybe it was me, but I don't think it is. Yeah, I thought no, it was me too, but I don't hear maybe yeah, dead air. It, but on the, on that note though, man, it, it's it looks like to me it's kind of going according to plan, somebody's plan. Um mm-hmm. to undermine all of this. They, there's there's something going on. There's, there's a larger scheme of maneuver. And I'm talking about all that. Um I have some more thoughts on that a podcast that I was going to record out West, but I will be uh, knocking out tomorrow where I'm going to be breaking down all of the developments that happened in South America here recently. Um, The thing that I've been talking about for a good while now, the election of uh, Gustavo Petro, I predicted it. You heard it on this podcast. And it has happened. And I talked about some of the ramifications that are going to be coming out of that, which are already occurring. And uh, they're going to be happening quick, fast, in a hurry. Things are going to be moving uh, very quickly from here on out. So uh, on that note, definitely buckle up. And you need to be doubling down now on your preparedness. Yeah, I, I know. I've been saying that. I've been saying that for a while now. I'm telling you right now, you need to be heeding the warning because we have domestic enemies that are coming in, that are already here, and they are waiting for their overt friends uh, that they are going to be acting 
with the support of. And now that they have that support infrastructure that's in place uh, to everything in the Southern Hemisphere to include Central America and Mexico, um, we are in a mountain of trouble. And the only way to get through that is that we're going to have to come out on the other side of it. We're going to have to be ready to rebuild. Uh, so just got a comment in the uh, live comment shoot. Uh, is there going to be a Florida RTO class this year? No, uh, no, there's not. The last RTO courses of the year are going to be coming up in August. Make the trip up here to North Carolina. Um, I, I'll just be blunt. They're going to be in August. That's it. Uh, what you see on the training calendar is what is up there. Uh, I will be making the trip down to Florida for a scout course tentatively. Uh, that is tentatively. We do not have a concrete date set in stone yet um, with Chris Weatherman. I'm going to be getting with him to do that. We were holding off until I got back from Wyoming. And uh, I've had a lot on my plate, you know, as as you know, everybody knows now, I've had a, a hell of a lot on my plate on my end, but we're sorting through it and um, we're, we're going to get that up. There is a new scout course date that is up on the calendar as well out in Wyoming. Uh, so that is that first weekend in September, that first weekend in September. I think that I've got eight registered for that course already. If you want to get in on that course and I strongly encourage that you do, that's going to be the last time that I make it out there for a year. Okay, what there's it, this year, all right, 2022, it's going to be one year from now before I get back out to the Western United States. So if you want training, if you want the scout course, that's your date. Make it happen. Okay, make it fit. And, and if it doesn't, then it doesn't. But that's the last time that I'm going to get out there. And the last thing I'm going to say on that note is, please do not be sending me no emails talking about how um, you want me to give you my classes via email. I, I, I've I already, I think that it should be common sense for most of you out there. Um, I don't know why I have to say this again, but apparently I do. Um, please don't do that. You're not going to get the good side of me. I'm a good natured guy. I, you know, people that know me in person, I've never met a stranger and I'm friend to everybody in person. Please don't be emailing me stuff that, that makes me not a happy camper. Okay. If, if you're emailing me and then you quantify, you're asking me for my class electronically by saying, well, I would like to come to your class, but no, sir. Um, they look, I do this professionally and everybody on this podcast does their work professionally. Please don't ask me to work for free. Okay. I give out a lot of content as it is. All right. Right now I'm working on a book and I got a life like everybody else. I got a family to support and this is what I do for a living. Okay. So don't abuse that or you get on my shit list real quick. And as soon as you're on my shit list, you know who you are. Um, and you don't talk to me anymore. And that's just the way that it goes. Uh, so anyway, with seven minutes left, I had to get that off my chest because I've got a spate of those emails here recently where people want me literally to teach them how to use radios via email. I'm sorry, not happening. Uh, you go out, you earn the knowledge. Okay, period. Come to class. I'm more than happy to teach you. 
you know, and and we we will work on it there. And I will take you from ground zero to the highest level that you want to go. Okay, but but any other time, heck no, um, not not happening. Period. Uh, so anyway, uh, with that, and and I don't like making statements like that. I really don't. But but they have to be. Um, they they have to be made. They have to be said. Uh, because I, I, again, I've got a bunch of them recently, a bunch of people that are, you know, just running around. They finally found their way to preparedness or, or whatever they, you know, look, we've been doing this a long time. Don't take advantage of my kindness. All right. And don't be asking me questions where I've literally written, you know, 15 posts on in the past. I got search features on all my websites. You can look this stuff up. Uh, so anyway. Uh, with that said, coming up on the five minute left, Mark, good Lord, tonight has went by fast. Guys, what have you got on your training calendars? Well, uh, I have a class from now through November uh, every month. MasonDixonTactical.com. It's at the very bottom of the page. has a schedule. Um, the Rural Buddy Team Essentials course, Rural Team Tactics course, and the Wilderness Survival course are on there. Just look up the dates and uh, send me an email if you're interested. For JP's, for some JP style, uh, we have class for Green Dragon this Friday. We do twice twice a month. I'll add more eventually, but I'm just too damn busy. I've been saying that for a year. Um, and we're doing convoy ops and what's going on in a convoy and formations, patrols, types of things you can do with vehicles that you probably ordinarily would not think of. And uh, all kinds of other little secrets and tips and tricks. It's going to be fun. Check us out. Yep. Magmatic. Got classes all... Uh... Got classes in NC coming up. I got classes uh, out west. I'm going to be out in the uh, Spokane area. So if you're out west and you want medical training, it's it's going to be out there. Uh, going to be Montana as well. Uh, also going to be out at uh, Bob Griswold's out in Teleco Plains in August. So if you want a class out there, uh, go ahead and hit the hit my website. I got all that stuff on there, and you can you can even pay for the class online because that is an option now. That's right. Um, guys, I am right now in the process of building a huge web store. We're building the biggest web store. You won't even believe it. Um, got a I'm in. <laughs> the larger <laughs> products that I'm working on, uh, logo gear that I think everybody is going to be a fan of. Uh, we've had the, the creative juices flowing. Um, so I'm going to be offering logo gear. We're going to have, of course, the field manuals, which I have, uh, several in stock still. Um, you know, so get those orders on and I have details of that up on the website and of course, uh, course registrations as well. And, and working on a few products on my end, uh, a couple of, uh, custom products, that I don't believe anybody has seen before, at least in, in the way that I'm working on them. 
So I'm really excited to get all of these things out. The logo gear, especially, I'm really excited for that. And of course, the book that I'm working on, um, which is going to be the first of three. And they shall remain top secret. I let the, uh, the beans out of the bag on the first one last episode. And uh, the Gorilla's Guide to the Bow thing. And I'm going to tell you something with just a couple minutes left. If you think that this is just a programming guide to the Bow thing UV5R, everybody who is taking a look at that, I can hear you, uh, McMedic, I can hear you chuckling in the background. You're like, oh, oh, oh no. Um, this, this is a manual that everybody is going to want. I'm just telling you, there has not been a book that has been written like this, but it is extremely necessary and prescient at this time. And I'm going to be very proud to get it out. Um, again, you know, I am so very, very proud of, of this incredible community. Um, we have remained in the top 10 of Podbean's news commentary podcasts. And uh, that is with almost two weeks with no content. The last episode had over a thousand downloads in 12 hours, which is crazy by anybody's estimation. And I am quite certain that this podcast is going to do tonight's recording is going to do the same incredible stuff, folks. You are in great company. You are in a wonderful community. And you need to keep your heads on straight because there is a bigger plan at work. But just understand that it involves you and I and everyone else out here. We have to heed the Lord's call. All right. So with that said, folks, get out there, train hard, keep yourselves prepared. May God bless you and keep you. And I'll be talking to all of you again very, very soon. Good night, everyone. This is NC Scout. Out.